Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. G'day legends and welcome to the early edition of the Pot Noodle. I select down under, I'm your host Jared, as usual, joined, being joined by Shane and Willie. How are you, Shane? Good, thanks, Jared. Um, I know it's a Celtic podcast, but uh, we're less than 24 hours away from the Women's World Cup kicking off here uh, in Australia and New Zealand, so I had to uh, break out my Tilly's World Cup or last World Cup kit and get it on the pod. So um, really looking forward to the next couple of weeks when that uh, when that's underway. So uh, I hope you don't mind me rocking up in a spew kit and um, I'm on the tillies. All i got to say, Shane, is it's a bit of a football smorgasbord lately or coming up actually with the Women's World Cup with Celtic getting back into some games like starting in the next hour or so. There's kickoff for the, uh, you know, the first preseason game in Japan. But... Before we get into any of that, how are you, Willie? Yeah, I'm doing all right. Yeah, dogs just appeared behind me. To, to, <laughs> so I'm getting a bit annoyed. Background noise here. Sorry about that. Like, um, yeah, I'm doing all right. We've had a busy, busy day here in New Zealand, so I'm a bit tired at the moment. But I'm looking forward to the World Cup starting too, and I'm also looking forward to Celtic getting some Celtic games on TV again. So, yeah, we're looking forward to that, mate. So. We're going to try and keep tonight's pod pretty short, not going to go on too long. 45 minutes to 50 minutes is the sort of range we're targeting, so everyone's got enough time to finish watching this show, go for a toilet break, get a drink, whatever, and then settle down, chuck on your Celtic TV and to watch us play against our Yokohama Marinos. So we'll start off with some transfer talk. So we're looking at, it looks like Celtic have signed Yang Hyung Jung, a winger from uh, 
Gangwon in Korea. I'm trying to figure out how not to butcher these for two million pound. And also, it looks like we've signed Kwon Hyuk Q, a um, defensive midfielder from Busan Eye Park in Korea for just under a million pound. As these are some of the best upcoming young players in the K League, do you think these signings are going to contribute much this season, Shane? Before you give an answer, I just want to give a couple of the things around the. You know how you always get player comparisons, so we'll start off with with Yang. He's being labelled as he was the obviously he's a winger, current K League Young Player of the Year, and he's being labelled as the next Son. Big shoes to fill there. Then you have a look at Quan and his six foot three defensive midfielder. And he's being labelled the Korean Rodri. So some some big names being thrown around there. It's kind of like, um, you know, you always get the Aussie Messi, the Kiwi Messi, the Scottish Messi for Ryan Gould, all that sort of stuff. You're starting to get a bit of that. But what are your thoughts on these potential signings at Celtic? Well, these comparisons, I, I really hope that they do uh, force their way in and have an impact this season. It'd be uh, good to have a, a son or a Rodri involved, wouldn't it? I mean, it'd be hard-pressed to keep them out. Look, I think we've shown over the past few seasons and even before that that we, um, you know, with our European campaigns and, and you know, league performances, we need depth, um, and these sound like good quality uh, young signings from a part of the world that we've obviously had some previous success with before and are continuing down that path, which is great. So I think they will... Um, I think they will have an impact and and be able to contribute to this season. I I definitely don't think these are signings just for the sake of signings. They sound like talented young players and they kind of fit into that that model of what we've been talking about, which is sort of getting talented players across, building them up, and then obviously, you know, if the time comes, selling them for a higher fee. I'd be lying if I said I knew an awful lot about them. I really don't. Um, I think of interest to me is the latter of the two, the, 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 uh, the big six foot three defensive midfielder. You know, on previous pods, you, yourself, me and a few others have been sort of talking about maybe getting a, a bit of a, I guess, a, a midfield destroyer, if you want to call it that, someone who can sit in the middle of the park and, and um, you know, screen the back four and, and break up play and, and be really physical. And, you know, if if that's a possibility here with that um, with that lad, that'd be really exciting because, um, you know, it's it he might even turn out to be the signing that we, we thought Abelgard would be. But, um, look, I think they'll definitely contribute and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing them hopefully continue to grow at Celtic. I'm going to bring up a comment from Andrew Galea here. I've been watching the K-League. Yang is no son. Obviously, he's clearly, we know that. I'm just playing on the... Um, you know, what people are saying in the Facebook groups, on Twitter, that sort of stuff, by bringing up those comparisons. But as you're saying there, Shane, about Quan, six foot three, he doesn't even need to be a midfield destroyer, as long as he's a bit more physical than Biton was. And I'd like to see us get a midfielder, like a defensive midfielder in the, like if he's more a Patrick Vieira than a, than a Bruni going out and destroying people, I think that'll suit the way Brendan likes his teams to play. Someone who's got a bit of football about in the ball, he's good with the ball at his feet, can leave a boot in if need to, can clear it with, with his height, and he's just a presence. Like That's what I'd be happy with in that. And then we bring him in. He does well. Awada's come in on a permanent. If those two can knuckle down the, the defensive midfield positions, that might free Kelmack up to play a bit more of an eight instead of as a 10. Sorry, not as a 10, as a six. So 
maybe that's what we're looking at because we've been talking about potentially needing who's going to be stepping into the old Rogic role under under Rogers. Maybe these signings are going to allow Kelmack to step into that role. Who knows? But I'd love to get your thoughts, Willie. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see how these guys get on. I mean, we've had a bit of success from the Asian market, so there's, there's nothing to say that these guys won't come in and do well for us. So and we, we have been sort of looking at the defensive mid, midfield position as one that sort of an area we need to strengthen in. So this by I've, I've watched some videos of him, of the... I'm not even going to try and cue, try and butcher the rest of his name. But um, when you watch videos, as we said before, you watch videos on YouTube. It's kind of it's kind of deceiving because what I've seen makes him look like a young Wilfred Mateus just going around bossing the middle of the park, winning the ball and spraying it about. But that's not to say that's what you're going to get when you when he actually turns up. But they're not they're not really big risk signings. That they're, they're with well within our price range, and if they work, they work. If they don't, then I think we would get our money back by selling them on. So it's interesting, like I say, it's interesting to see how these guys get on. But it is certainly an area of the park there where we will we will always need strengthen. Yep, hundred percent. So, Willie, something that we were discussing in our in our chat before the pod was the lack of major signings this off season, and with only a couple of. Does the transfer window end end of July or end of August? Which one is it again? I'm having a mental blank here. I think it's the end of August, is it? Yeah, I'm not sure when it is exactly, but yeah, well, do you, anyway, putting that aside, do you think we're going to see any marquee signings coming in soon? And what I'm thinking about here is, you know, the guys we've been linked with here, there and everywhere, like Ryder, Tete, Tierney, McTominay, I know we've spoken about them, those two are highly doubtful, even though Rogers come out a couple of days ago and said Tierney could be a possibility Blah, 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 and he ran off on one of his usual tangents. But the latest one today was a winger for about $6 million from Gremio in Brazil. And apparently Luis Suarez is the one who's, with his contacts with Rogers, is the one who's given him the referral and telling Rogers will develop you and all this sort of stuff. Do you think we're going to see a 6 to £9 million pound marquee player or even more coming in anytime soon? Or do you think the boys coming from Korea and the guys we've already brought in, that's pretty much our business done so far until we sell, in case we sell or we clear out some of those players because we've got a squad of about 40 players for the first team now. We need to get rid of about eight to 10, which we'll discuss next week on the podcast. That's what I want to talk about then. Who needs to go out? But do you think we're getting, the Korean boys coming in is pretty much it until we move someone and free up some wage bill? Or do you think there's going to be a marquee signing coming in, Willie? Oh, I think there'll definitely be a marquee signing coming in. I think um, if you look at it on the basis of it, it's only been three weeks since Rogers has come back. I think these signings that's come in, like Tilio and the Korean boys, the 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 easy ones you can just look at on paper and go, "Yep, yeah, let's just sanction them." We're, we're I'm okay with that. We need we need strength in those positions. Let's take them on board. And if I just set out some marquee signings. Brendan might have says, look, I want to run the rule over these guys first and have a look at them and see where I'm going to go with this and see if they're what I want or if I don't, what I don't want. The one thing we do have now is time on our side. We don't play in the Champions League until September. So he has got a couple of weeks to sort of grace to sort of give him give it his final say on what he thinks the direction we should be looking at for our marquee signings. So I do think there will be um, one, if not two, 
big name player, not big names, but big signings coming in, and maybe another signing of five sort of six million mark. The yes, positions. Uh, positions are like it's obvious the positions is going to come in a wide man to replace Jota, probably a goalkeeper and a centre half, maybe centre def- uh, defensive midfielder sort of position, and a second striker. So I uh, four four player four positions for me that 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 would we would look to get one of these sort of players in for, and we'll probably get three of them. Just with that, Willie, look, I think it's the same sort of setup that we had last off season where. Sign a bunch of small sort of guys, and then like signing like small like physical, but fees of one two million sort of price range, and then the CCV money and the Jota money last year around. That's I think that's the template every year. We're going to look to bring in a few cheap guys, cheaper ones to develop, and sell on for a fair chunk of change. But then we're also going to have those couple of marquee ones at that six seven eight million pound mark to bring them in. But I don't think one of them will be. One of them, if they're a winger, is going to be a bit of a strange one because we've already brought in Tilio at the winger and Yang, who's a winger, potentially yeah. him coming yeah. in. So I don't think it'll be a winger. I think he'd be, be prioritising, do we get another centre-back? Do we get another goalkeeper? You're not going to spend big money on a marquee on a second-string strike at a backup Kyogo because he'll start. O's probably your second or your second stringer will be O or Maeda backing him up. So, um, yes, yeah. Maeda becomes a permanent striker. Then you might bring that winger in. Yeah, uh, I Maeda O and Kyogo, you'd be happy enough going into the season with that as your three strikers. You know, it's a position you could maybe look to in January. But you know, if you start the season with that three there, then you're more than comfortable. But for me, a goalkeeper is a position we really need to look at first and foremost, and then possibly a centre half because I don't know how long CCV is out for. And we kind of saw last season when we went into the final old firm, uh, final Glasgow derby of the season, like Starfelt and Kobayashi, it didn't quite work for them there. And we've got a very early doors game at Ibrox this, this season coming up. So could you go and look and push boat out and get a centre-half there just to shore things up a bit? It's quite possible. Right? What, do you, what do you do what we did last year and bring in Jens for half a season? Yeah, it's quite possible. Right? Yeah, some, somebody along that sort of lines get a lone guy in. If it works, it works. You pay the money for him. If not, just push him back to where he came from. With the striker thing, Shane, we'll go to you now. The reason I said the only reason I could see is bringing in another winger would be if Maeda permanently becomes a striker is you look at the way Rogers' teams have played, particularly look at his Leicester teams. And he had that, was it Inacheo or whatever it was? He had Vardy, who, who were strikers who liked to play on the, on the shoulder. The way Kyogo plays, the way... Maeda plays as a striker for Japan, getting in the middle and looking to counter-attack right in the space and the ball goes wide and into him. So we've got those guys who can play that role, but then I see O in the same spot that Edward was under Rogers the first year when he had Dembele and Griffiths in front of him, where he'll have two guys there, he'll have that development, but Rogers will develop him that he'll be ready to step up the following season. So I honestly think he's going to be a backup permanently this season, but then the other two. And in the comments, Coin Wizard has just said something here about the strikers, about Asian Cup in January. If all three of them are in the Korean and Japan, Japan team, who's going to be our striker? Hmm. Did actually raise my eyebrows when I saw that one. I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. The Asia Cups is on this year. We, I remember discussing it 
in the podcast last season, like thinking, oh, Jack and Marcus was there. That was the guy who was going to do it when they were away. But now he's away too. So, well, that could be, and that could sort of fall into the the thinking that that maybe the club has around that Asian Cup. And obviously, we're signing a couple of play, a couple of more players from those the Asian market is that you know if things go well they could potentially be called up as well right so there's always the possibility we might be losing a, a significant chunk of our team if not depth to mm. the Asian Cup coming up uh, in January so it's look it's a big possibility I look it, prior to the Asian Cup comment um, from Coin Wizard I, I thought Willie made a couple of really good points around sort of Rogers coming in it, it hasn't been a long time since he sort of has come in and been announced and whilst a, a couple of these signings, if not most of them that have been made, were most likely mooted under Ange and, and scouted whilst Ange was in charge and, and you know, Brendan's happy to persist with because it kind of matches the model a little bit. Whenever you're looking at spending a big chunk of money on a mark or getting in a marquee player and spending a significant amount of money, I'm going to guess that's where you sort of go, hang on, I really want to, as Willie said, run the ruler over this and make sure I'm comfortable. Um, you know, is it going to match what I want because we're talking – uh, uh, an important amount of money here. So um, I can't really get a read on it. There's there's times where I think we are going to bring in one or two big signings and there's times where I feel like the club is just going to continue down the path that we've already seen. Um, I'm, I'm neither here nor there. The only thing I would think of or the only thing I've really been thinking of about this situation lately is I feel like the loss of Jota is really significant. And I think that's an area that even though we have a lot of wingers, a lot of them aren't necessarily, well, they're not at the level Jota was, let's be honest. And and maybe some of them aren't, Brendan can't see them reaching that level. And so I feel like with the quality that's gone out, that would be an area that Brendan might want to bring somebody in. And we're obviously going to talk um, a bit later around some injuries that might also affect that. Um, I feel like that's a possibility. But as I said a few weeks ago, I think if you're looking to spend a lot of money, there's a couple of key areas. So center half is one and a a number 10, if you're going to play with a system that has a nominal number 10 is another. And so I think if we're going to be looking to bring players in, in either of those parts of the pitch, um, I'd expect a lot of our money to be going to kind of a marquee signing there. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. One other thing. I was just doing a count while you were talking there, Shane. You made, and you and Willie made a lot of good points there. I'm not, there's not much more for me to add personally because you guys have covered it all. I was just doing a count on the Asian Cup, right? So if every single one of our players 
that qualifies for one of those Asian countries makes their squad. You've got the five guys with the Japanese team. You've got the two new guys with Korea plus O and Tilio. There's nine players. Yep. If we bring in Gauchi, who we've been saying, bring him in as a goalkeeper to develop and can go against Joe Hart for a year, there's 10. So where I'm talking before, early on in the pod about we've got a squad of 40 players, we need to probably get eight to 10 out the door. Now I think about it, if we lose all those players for a month, potentially six weeks or whatever, early next year, then that brings your squad down. And if you've already got it down to say a 30-man squad and then you lose 10 players, you've got a 20-man squad, that's going to either put us in the shit or it's going to put have to rely a lot on the uh, B team players coming up. So I think Rod, uh, sorry, Rogers himself has said um, he'd like to cut squad to twenty five as well. So yeah, that's what he said There's last time twenty five to thirty he had. Yeah, and some of them were the youth guys. So yeah, that's where it gets a little interesting. But anyway, we'll move on from that. Um, yes, everyone, we will be talking about the upcoming game in the comments. Do us a favor and. Put what you think the, the defense, the back line is for if you I'm sure you've all seen what the um what the starting lineup is for the, the game against Marinos. But um yeah, I'd just like to know what you think our 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 formation will be and our back line, because I'm looking at it trying to figure it out. And we'll bring them up later on and discuss that. So as we said, Shane, we already had some uh, major injury problems some injury problems, but the question is, are we having major injury problems at the moment? We currently have both Mikey Johnson and Alistair Johnson out injured for a couple of months. Tilio was signed injured and, we, and the club knew he'd be out for a little while and looks like Ralston's out as well. I don't know if he's in today's match day squad, to be honest with you. I don't think he is, so that confirms the injury for me. So realistically, we're we're down a few already. Shane, do we have an injury? Are we having injury problems already? Is it due to a change of this? Is just for me to rattle some things. Is it due to a change of training intensity? Is it down to you know just you look at these guys here? Tilio's new coming into the club. He was already injured. Mikey was away on international duty, coming back in. He's injury prone. So is that going to be an issue? Because at the moment we have no right backs. If Johnston and Ralston are both out, we're pretty struggling for a right back. So what's your thoughts? Well, I didn't know about Ralston until you brought it up, actually. So I'll have to I'll look into that a bit further. Um, to answer your question, no, I don't think we have a crisis. And I think your last point kind of sums it up. Um, Tilio's obviously already injured coming in, right? And he's picked that up prior to signing with Celtic. So doesn't really have anything to do with, with his time at the club already. Mikey... Um, back injury, which is a concern um, for those who who may not be familiar. A back injury is what Aaron Moy had, which unfortunately has essentially seen him retire a little bit earlier than expected. Back injuries are never good, really. So hopefully he can get over this. But you mentioned he, in, he is injury prone, right? So this isn't exactly out of the ordinary. Um, I don't know what Johnston's done. Um, I don't know if it's a leg injury or anything like that, but obviously he had a significant timeout early last season, uh, late last season as well. And, um, you know, if that's potentially a follow-up to that, you know, I don't think there's a crisis and I don't think it's down to anything that we've done recently to cause that. So I wouldn't be too concerned right now. It's concerning that we have no right backs 
uh, with Johnston and Ralston going out, and maybe that's an area that we're going to look to either deploy Hatate or potentially strengthen in the window because I think Johnston's a, a couple of months away, so we're going to need something there. Um, and depending on Ralston's availability, you know, we're probably going to need someone else there to push him for that role anyway, regardless of whether he's first choice or not. That's a little bit concerning, but no, I don't think we've got a crisis. I, I wouldn't read into it too much just yet. And Willie, what's your thoughts? Yeah, it's um, it's early doors. The, the season hasn't even kicked off, so I don't think it's it's something to panic about. We've time if we can assess the situation and see how bad Ralston's injury is and how bad um, Johnson's injury is to go out and see if we need to sort of splash a bit of cash and get somebody in playing the right back situation. A lot of people will say that we maybe need to upgrade on Ralston anyway, so now might be the opportune time to sort of get the guy in and bed him in. But all, like you say, it all depends on the injury. The other positions, I think we have enough. Um, cover for the other positions at present. So I wouldn't say it's a full-blown crisis just yet. Like, Yeah, I'm just looking at the comments here and Lisa Hughes, AJ had an operation on his ankle. Michael okay. Ross, it's across as if the season was starting tomorrow. And then Andrew about tonight's game, I think Awada will fill in in defence. Yeah, so realistically, like I'm looking at it going, the only reason I brought up and used the term crisis is because of the old panic merchants on Twitter who are like, there's a lack of signings and we've got injuries and if we have pick up one or two more injuries in Japan, it's an injury crisis and we're not going to, not good for the club, blah, blah, blah. So that's why I brought up and worded it that way. I agree with you guys. I think it's too early. I don't think there's an injury crisis and we'll be fine. So, yeah, we'll um, we'll see how it all plays out over the rest of the off-season. Now, something we spoke about ages ago, and it's finally announced by the club yesterday, the third kit. There it is, right over the top there. Shane, your thoughts? I'm just going to stop commenting on these. A few weeks ago, uh, you we brought the home kit up and I hated it and I really went hard at it and critiqued it and couldn't understand it and I ordered it last Friday. So I'm just going to stop commenting, commenting on these. They just grow on me. I end up getting them anyway. So it's going to be a banger. That's all I'm going to say. The fickleness of us football fans, that's all it is. Like <laughs> I said straight away, I liked it, that, the home kit from day one because I'm like, it's going to be a cult classic, sure enough. <laughs> it's growing on people. Like You've seen um, Keith from Come On The Hoop Celtic YouTube channel and that, and you see him, and he's like talking about it on his Facebook and all these like, I don't like it, I don't like it. And then he puts a picture up yesterday wearing the top. So, yeah, he did the same thing as you, Shane. <laughs> this That one there, I showed my wife that, that picture for the third kit, right? And her response was, no. That no, and just walked off. <laughs> so you're buying it then, Jared, are you? present, <laughs> and she just gave me this glare, and I'm like, okay, she's bulking. I'll just walk away now. <laughs> Smart move. <laughs> yeah. click, click the place order button before she notices, and then walk away. <laughs> you're gonna get our man into trouble, Willie. What are you doing? Uh, <laughs> uh, Willie gets it. He gets it. Yeah. Nah, so yeah. it, for me, I don't really, it doesn't bother me. Like some of the pictures we saw of the kit, there was like the lighter shorts and it looked hideous, so I thought with the light shorts, but then there was pictures of it with dark shorts. It's okay. Vinny's got a comment here. Nice camouflage shirt. 
Andrew Galea looks like pajamas. I think that's the plan. Wear it, hold on to the ball for 40 minutes, just pass it, pass it, pass it around. You know, they think they're counting sheep or just watching the pajamas in the pajamas. Next thing you know, bang, goal scored. I think that's the yeah. tactic. They're pajamas if you're at a rave. Like that that's that's intense. That's intense even for pajamas, Andrew. Lisa Hughes, we buy them regardless of what our opinion is in the shirt. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, absolutely, Lisa. <laughs> so yeah, it doesn't really matter there, but um yeah, we'll we'll crack on to talking about the um the game today, particularly before, you know, everyone else jumps on and does it. So starting lineup. Hart, Taylor, Starfelt, Haxabanovich, Abada, Kobayashi, Awada, O'Reilly, Maeda, Hitate, and McGregor. That's your starting lineup. So me looking at this, I'm going, hmm, we have Taylor, who's a defender, Starfelt a defender, Kobayashi. So that'll be left back. Left center back will be Kobayashi. Starfelt will play right center back. Who's playing right back? That's the question mark for me. Then you look at the rest of the squad and go, who's going to be starting at striker? Because Kyogo's on the bench and O's on the bench. So then all up, I'm like, what formation are we playing? Is Abada playing as a striker with Haxabanovich on a wing? And or is Maeda going to be the striker? I think it's going to be more that one. Maeda at striker, Abada on the right, Haxer on the left with O'Reilly, Hatate, and Kalmak in the middle. So who's the leftover player there if we line up like that to play right back? Tom Kiawata. Awata, exactly. So I reckon that's where he'll end up playing. And It'll be Awata or Hatati will play right back, I think. Right? So, mm. Yeah. Well, Hatate played right back last year. I think it was against was it against the Huns or something like that, and he absolutely dominated. Yeah. Well, he, uh, I don't know if it was, was it or someone. Yeah, anyway, he played it and he – Best player on the pitch. So, mm. and you look at the bench Bain, Seagrass, Scales, Kyogo, Turnbull, O, Bernabe, Lowell, Vata, Kelly, Forrest, Summers, Welsh, McPherson. So, there's a good combination of B team players, some experience there like Forrest and um, Turnbull. <coughs> Seagrass, you know, it's only a nine hour flight from Japan, mate, to get back down here. <laughs> if you want to, if you want to do a trade for our uh, Gauchi. And be closer to your business. Who's there? Go for it. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see how this all plays out. But for me, what what are you guys hoping to see from the game, other than just a practice game, Shane? Um. Oh, look, it's 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 the effectively really it's kind of the start of the second Rogers era, if you want to call it that. So I'm looking forward to seeing how he lines up. Um, I think we're going to get a, a good insight today of, of how we might be going forward, not necessarily with the squad, but with the way we line up. I, I don't, I hope I haven't done my maths wrong just looking at the playing list, but I feel like Hatate is going to be at right back and we're going to go oh, with a four, two, three, one. I don't think I've, I don't think I've messed up too many positions there. So Hatate at right back, Awada to um, partner McGregor in midfield. You've got uh, Abada and Haxabanovich with O'Reilly sort of playing as a ten, and then Maeda leading the line. So I think I think I've got that right. I don't think I've I've messed up too many positions there. So I'm I'm just looking forward to seeing how we line up because I think this will give us a little bit of an insight tactically to to what we might do this season. Um, I'm always interested to see how our B team 
players go, but there's obviously a few players that have been included there, which we're hoping to see break into the first team uh, or at least push into being part of the match day squad consistently and being an option like um, Boson Law, for example. So hopefully if he gets a chance, that would be great. Um, and we're playing a, a decent opponent um, in a part of the world, which we're obviously pretty prolific with at the moment in terms of players we're bringing in. So uh, it should be a pretty cool atmosphere as well. So all of those things combined um, are all really what I'm looking forward to. But if you ha- if I had to throw a, throw a pin on one of them, it's definitely just looking forward to seeing how we line up because I think it'll give us an insight into to what the season holds for us tactically. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. How do you, Willie? Yeah, I think, um, as Lennon used to say, it's about getting minutes into the legs at this point in the time. So I think everyone will get a bit of a run out, whether it be Starfelt comes off, Laval goes on sort of later on in the second half. So I think every, the squad will get utilised pretty pretty well. So, um, yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting to see because I haven't seen much of the J-League teams. So it'll be nice to see sort of what sort of level they're at. Uh, you hear Liam go on about them, how technically good they are, and they may not be as physically robust as Scottish teams. So it'll be a good, good contest to see to see how we we fare up against these teams. Like so, I think they were on a good run of form. They've, they've lost their last couple of games, but they were on a really good run of form before that. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing the game. Actually, yeah, it'll be definitely an interesting one to watch. And be like as um, Shane says, it'll be interesting to see what sort of way. Um, Rogers is going to shape his team. Is the fullbacks? Can we get a picture of if the fullbacks are going to try and invert, or are they going to be bombing on? We might get a clearer picture of that over the next couple of games. So, yep, definitely interesting to see. Yeah, it's one Willie where it's as you were saying the, the technicality of the players over there. But if any team in Japan is going to be able to, you know, chuck fridges at you and belt you around and whatever, it's a team coached by Kevin Musket. So. I just wanted to say that while Shane was drinking to see if his drink came flying out or if he got, or if he just booted himself in the studio trying to stitch you up there, Shane. But no, it's um for me, I look at it and go, it'll be a good one. I don't see Musket go playing a full strength squad. And as Shane said, yeah, it's minutes in or oh, I think it was Shane said it was, was like eggs. That, that was hug. Willie. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I deliberately went the wrong way because as soon as I heard Neil Lennon, I zoned out for a second. <laughs> No, it's, um, I had to say that, Willie, you know. Uh, but, no, nah, he used to the... say every preseason it was always, oh, we'll get minutes in the legs and his Irish accent, you'll be yeah. right. That's what it's all about. <laughs> well, yeah. just, just on Willie's comment, I think, um, if, Willie, you obviously mentioned about the fullbacks potentially, you know, whether they invert yeah. or not. I mean, if, we, if we're lining up with two sort of pivots in midfield, if you want to, if you want to use that term, I'm not really thinking we'll have inverting fullbacks because I think that's – Really overloading that that middle third. Uh, so if we if we just go with what we're used to with with kind of Calmac as the pivot, then yes, I can see it. But um, yeah, I think if we're actually going two at the base of midfield, I, I just can't see the fullbacks inverting. Well, with um, 
Paul from our Monday pod has put in our group chat what he thinks the lineup will be. And he said that Atade at right back, Starfelt, Yuki, GT, Awada and Kalmak, Matt O'Reilly in the 10, Abada, Maeda at striker, Hacks are out on the left. So realistically, I the more I think about it, Brendan loves having these two sixes playing there and a 10. O'Reilly playing in the 10, those two there, yeah, we won't even bat him. I doubt we'll be um, inverting, but we'll see what happens. Yep. Score any, prediction any... insane. Um... Hey, I'll say it to be silly, my usual one. Hey, Neil. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I, I think, think it'll be a 3 2. Uh, I think it'll be a good hit out. I actually think, uh, and just on not to harp on Kevin Musket, but uh, obviously, you know, he's one of everyone's favorite Australians, right? Um, <laughs> he, um, Should I boot he, him, Willie? Sorry, what was that there, Shen? <laughs> um, I think this might be one of the more high-profile uh, friendlies that, that Musket has ever managed, and I mean across multiple leagues. Um, he didn't really get the opportunity when in charge of victory to play sort of big European clubs when they came to Australia from memory, and I don't think he did it any stint at Belgium, and I'm not too sure he's done it at Yokohama prior to now, or maybe he did it last season. I might be I might be wrong on that. But, look, he'll be wanting to uh, – Musket's a competitor, and he's similar to, to Ange in that way. So he'll be wanting to put out – he might not put out his best 11, but he's going to be wanting to put out a team that, that will try and go toe-to-toe with us and, um, you know, show his team's values and extol – their virtues. So, look, I think it'll be a pretty decent game and I think they'll throw everything at us. So, we'll still get the win. I'd say 3-1, but um they're definitely going to they're definitely going to take it to us. And Willie. Um we'll probably get beat to be honest. We all we don't really do, <laughs> do well in pre-season friendlies, do we? We don't have a great record on them. We always lose up pre-season. That's why I said 3-2 uh, Willie because I don't uh, know which way it's going to be, but uh, they're in the uh, middle of their season, they're match uh, fit. We're not. So, uh, uh, that's what I was thinking. That's why I was going to say three two as well, like, and just sort of leave it hanging there, and not say which direction I was going to go on the three two. Three two. Okay, so we'll leave the preview there. Um, got a couple of little things to do, and then we'll wrap the podcast up. So, first thing we want to do is hang on, try to find the right button for it. The old zombie watch. I think it's this one. We just have to for shits and giggles purposes. The Alan McGregor Tifo. What is that? <laughs> Looks like someone from Coneheads. <laughs> like, I didn't think you could make him any uglier, but come on. Like, what is that? Yeah. Something only a mother could love. Yeah. <laughs> some, some of the memes that are coming out now are just priceless for that head. It's like the Jota goal where he's just staring back and it's that head on it now. It's just I was creasing myself laughing at work and my apprentice is looking at me, what are you laughing at? I showed him the picture. Obviously, he's a South African rugby fan, doesn't get football at all, and he's just like, what is this? Why, why is this funny? I'm like, forget it, mate. you got you got to be setting a good example. He's your apprentice, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, but I, just like I... I was I was killing myself laughing. I was just like, <laughs> you, you look at our TIFO display last year where you had the uh, Willie Maley and uh, Jock Steen on the other side and just perfect. And it was like, that's you can just, actually recognise him. Yeah, you can recognise him. And that's a painted thing. That's just a, someone's bed sheet cut up and painted. <laughs> and it's just like, <laughs> I was going to bring really? up comments, yeah. Michael Ross, it's mental. Look, I just can't do TIFOs. <laughs> 
And then Patrick McLaughlin. Looks like Timmy from South Park. Come here. You think somebody at the head of the union, the onion beers would just say, look, come on, guys, let's just give this up. We can't do this. We we can't. We're, we're, we're pathetic. They're laughing at us the whole time. Let's just stop now. Let's just outsource everything to people on Fiverr or something or yeah. some sort of job. They can come around, they can design it for you, and then you just got to print it off. Yeah, that's the easiest way. Anyway, um, last thing for me on the pod, because as I said, keep it a short, sweet one tonight because you've got the game and we started early. So we didn't put too much into the um, like too many topics because we didn't want to keep you all too late. So I'm going to give a shout out to all the um, Celtic fans who have travelled to Japan for the games. There's plenty of Aussie CSC members over there. I've got a picture of a bunch of them. So you've got the Mandra CSC from Western Australia. You've got the Jockstein CSC people from Melbourne. Sydney City CSC at the front. Adelaide CSC is the big uh, green and white cross up the top there. Or I think was that the Wyala one, actually? Sorry, yep, it's the Wyala one. Perth boys from Western Australia are there too, so there's a uh, fair turnout. And I want to give a shout-out. We're going to try and get him on f- from the game. Liam's at the game today with his with his missus. There they are out the front of the stadium with the Celtic Down Under flag. Have fun, Liam and Kyo. Hope you uh, enjoy the match, and I hope everyone enjoys watching it as well. And, um, yeah, we'll uh, go for our final thoughts. So my final thought is pretty simple. I've just seen pop up in some chats that Tete, the uh, winger we were talking about earlier, has just liked Celtic on all the socials and everything and is following everyone. That's the usual sign that you see. Get him in. Get it done. He's on a free contract. Just make it happen. £16 million rated player. Get him in. And then we can still spend... As you said, Willie, that will mean Maeda suddenly become, as I said, Maeda will become the striker for the season and then we can still go and spend, you know, marquee players at other positions. Willie, your final thought. Um, final thought for me is they did a recording with the two Steves from the Tuesday crew last night about our sort of transfer status and our status quo amongst the, our European peers, which will be coming out later this week, maybe over the weekend, so... Keep your eyes out for that one. You probably need to watch it on YouTube. There's a lot of video sort of slideshows coming up with it. So it's a really good one. I really enjoyed that. So Yeah, I was editing that before we came on tonight. Uh good hour and a half long episode yeah. there. So it's uh if you got it the audio on, it's gonna be hard without the visuals. There was about thirteen or fourteen visuals in there. So as Willie said, jump onto the YouTube channel and check that out. I think that'll be out probably on Friday, I reckon, is what I'm thinking. So we'll get it out before the weekend. And Shane, what's your final thought? Uh, probably obvious, but just circling back to what I mentioned at the start of the show. So the Women's World Cup's kicking off uh, tomorrow. So tomorrow morning, Celtic Park time at about 8 o'clock, uh, which will be in New Zealand. And then that is followed at 11 o'clock Celtic Park time, about 8 p.m. here with Australia and the Republic of Ireland. So it's a massive shot in the arm for football in this country to host a tournament like the Women's World Cup. Uh, same with New Zealand. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I'll be getting to a few other games uh, whilst they're here and uh, I hope people tune in and uh, really enjoy what should be a a wonderful tournament. So uh, I hope everybody loves it. I'm sure it'll be a fantastic time. And Mon the Tillies. All right, last thing. There's a question here from Vinny. Where can the Aussies watch the game? I think Celtic TV has got it on today. So that's pretty much the uh, best option over here. So, uh, yeah, 
Hail, hail everyone. Thanks for tuning in and we'll talk to you next week. Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.